You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out easyagentpro.com slash podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to In The Lead, episode 41. I'm Sean Dudminski and I'm here with Tyler Zai. Today we're going to be talking about how to track your leads and the importance of tracking and segmenting your leads. But first, here at Easy Agent Pro, we're big believers in that it takes a lifestyle of ongoing learning to stay ahead of the pack. And each week we like to share a book we're reading and recommend to help you improve your business. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the world's largest audiobook marketplace. You can get your free audiobook at easyagentpro.com slash audible. So Tyler, what book do we have this week? Yeah, so uh, I was doing a lot of reading this week, and this is a good one. It's called uh, Crossing the Chasm by Jeffrey Moore, a little older. Uh, he wrote this back in the day when basically everyone, you know, right, everyone thought in early 2000s they could be an internet entrepreneur or internet millionaire. Um, so he's basically showing how you take your tech company or Yahoo or whatever it is and, like, make it money. But the thing is... If you apply this to real estate really specifically, it gets interesting because he breaks down all all businesses into you have your innovators, your early adopters, your early majority, and then your late majority, then you know after that. So, and it's like a bell curve. And the interesting thing is that the first two little segments of your bell curve those are the ones that are really easy to get. Maybe that's your first client. Maybe that's your first five clients. But then after that, I'm pretty sure everyone out there knows the feeling of hitting a wall. And that's what he calls the chasm. And he just describes a bunch of of things that you have to do to get beyond the chasm. You know, last week um, we, we published a post, actually I think it might be coming out this week, uh, where we we, um, we talked about how to break into luxury, right? If you're trying to break into luxury, you need a, a luxury portfolio. It's a catch-22, right? No one's going to hire you until you have the thing, but you're not going to have the thing until someone hires you. And it's the same way breaking into having your friends think of you of an agent. How many of you have like had a friend or a family person do business with someone, you know, someone else. And it's just because they don't think of you as an agent. And so crossing the chasm is getting the the late majority, the majority of people to see you as their agent. And it's a cool book because he breaks down exactly what you have to do. Um, and it's three main things. It's stuff we talk about all the time with lead sites and all of our tips. But it's you have to make something that is is a marketable like unique distinction of yourself and you have to tie it to being like reputable so you have to do some you have to you have to list a huge house to make everyone feel reputable you have to have some unique value proposition to make yourself unique and and, and that's a scary for agents but you know just listen to the podcast here go read the blog we've defined close to like 10 ways to do all of those things but i thought it was a really really interesting book that most agents should read um because whether you're starting and trying to get to 50 transactions a year or whether you're doing like 50 to 100 transactions a year and trying to get beyond that uh there's a chasm that you're trying to break through yeah yeah no that, that totally makes sense so cool and guys if you're interested in that book uh it's called C- crossing the 
Chasm. Yep. <laughs> Jeffrey Moore. Great Chasm. And I was like, wait, that's not right. No, so no. listen to Chasm, Jeffrey Moore. And you guys, you can get that free audiobook at easyagentpro.com slash audible. So cool. All right. So today we're tackling the subject about lead tracking and kind of going a little bit more in depth in some of the stuff, the best practices when it comes to what data you need and don't need when tracking your leads. Uh, basically, you know, with dealing when dealing with digital media, it's a lot easier to track your lead sources so you can focus your time and money in the highest producing sources. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean every piece of data is going to be worthwhile. So you want to make sure you, you're not just tracking your lead data, but you, you're understanding why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So you focus on making it better, improving your, uh, improving your process and getting better results. Um, you know, so I figured this week we talk a little bit about generating new leads and using that data to do that. And then next week we can talk more about nurturing those leads once they come. So Yeah, exactly. So to, to get leads, I think it's really crucial that you first do like a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, you first publish 10 blog posts, share them all over Pinterest, share them in like 10 Facebook groups each, see what works, track it and like go crazy, like go crazy, spend 50 bucks boosting every Facebook post you can imagine. Um, and then go, you know, look at your Google Analytics and see where the traffic came from. You know, if you picked 10 Facebook groups and you pinned you know, 10 times to one or two different groups and start a couple boards and all the traffic's coming from Pinterest, that's a great signal. Then, like, make stuff right. for Pinterest and go look at that. But um, you got to do something. And then uh, the way I look at it is, is Google Analytics is, is your best friend when it comes to all of this stuff. It just breaks down everything. It works with lead sites, works with all websites, really. But it breaks down where your traffic's coming from and what they're doing on your site. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that Google Analytics because that's really the first step in if someone's unsure on how to track their lead source, um, Google Analytics is kind of the go-to resource, and that's because of a couple different reasons. One, it's free, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't beat free, and two, it's very powerful. I'm sure there's other analytics software out there. I mean, I remember before there was a time before there was Google Google Analytics. Right. And there was different kinds of software out there and, and, and whatnot. And then when they released Google Analytics, it was like a complete g- game changer. That's when you stop seeing those like hit counters right, <laughs> on right. a website. Um, and if, if you're an agent and you're thinking like, man, I really want a hit counter on my site, <laughs> the answer yeah, is no. <laughs> no, it, Google <laughs> Analytics is cool because what I think you need to do when you're looking at any type of digital media is appreciate the complexity that that happens there. A lot of people think, oh, Facebook ads are cheap and I can get leads. So I'm going to drive a Facebook ad campaign directly to a landing page and get leads. Mm-hmm. And that's really that might that, that actually did work in like 08 and then they go <laughs> 10 and whatever. But it doesn't really work much anymore because there's more competition. People are smarter. They're moving faster. They're on their phones. Um, and so it takes seven to 13 to 15 interactions online. Right. To make it effective. And so what Google Analytics lets you do is it lets you see where you can get that first little touch from someone the cheapest, the fastest, and the best, like the most of them, right? Because you can get that touch. Let's say you can get a bunch of people from Pinterest. What you can do then is you can go to Facebook, go to your audience section, pick up a a Facebook pixel, and put that on your site. It takes 
five minutes. If you need a guide, we'll link it up in this video to the, the video guide of me doing that on Easy Agent Pro. But then right. what you can do is you've gotten, let's say you get this week, you get 100 people hitting your site from Facebook. How many leads are you going to get out of that? Eh, one, maybe two, that's it. But what you can then do is with that pixel, you can then track them around all over Facebook, all over Google, Mm-hmm. and show them your ads and get them back to your site to fill out a landing page. And that's how Google Analytics can really help you because if you know that you can get 100 people from Pinterest, you can double down and, and do more pins and more pins and forget about everything else and then set up that pixel so on the back side you can get them back to your site to hit that 7 to 13 times before they opt in as leads. Now, I heard from someone, um, I know it's a little off topic, but with the uh, retargeting codes for Google, and basically they said just put it on your site because even if you're not doing retargeting right now, you might want to down yeah, the road. You'll want to. And you want to make sure that you have that data that you've been, you know, because when you have that code in there, it's collecting that data as far as uh, uh, with IP numbers and stuff like that, right? Um, so, so would it be a good idea to get a p- Facebook pixel on your site even yeah, if you I'd set it up pretty much as soon as possible. It's, it's the cheapest and best and most efficient way to advertise is getting lead data, like going from Pinterest to lead and going from Pinterest to retargeting so then you can advertise to them on Facebook. It's the cheapest way to get leads and it's sort of like the you all, you have to stack stack your um your site these days, right? You have to get the first interaction and then build the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh other interactions, right? It's just right. like old old school marketing, right? You just didn't put up one sign and call it good. You put up several <laughs> and, or, you, or you didn't put up one sign and 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 ask yourself well, how many calls did I get from this right. sign? How many calls did I get from that sign? The echo effects that makes your yeah. makes your business run. And so Google Analytics is a great way to, to start tracking that and get started with that. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like we've come full circle in that sense too. Same with postcards too. I mean, it, it's great when you can track it, when you can put like a uh, a specific URL or a call to action or a you know a, a new number or extension or something like that. But in, in the long run, you still need to have that multiple points of touch. Um, and, and, you know, we were throwing around numbers before this, like for a while, the, the rule was seven, you know, and they said it took seven touches for, with your brand before someone would have to, would, would, would buy from you. And that was just kind of a general term. that has been, you know, number that's been thrown around for years and that's referring to offline advertising, you know, Coke, you know, I guess like McDonald's and Coca-Cola, you'd have to see their logo if you saw it seven times and you only saw Pepsi six, then you would (laughs) Coke or something like that. Um, but now when people are updating that, they're seeing more 13 plus times online because it's so saturated, because there's, you know, there, there's so much marketing. Either way, it's, it's over one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, so it's more than one. And, and like it's the most important thing. You know, if, you're, if you're putting signs out there, then, then set up a domain and forward it to a page on your website. If you're, if you're running print ad, do the same thing. Like domains are cheap. And you can forward them to any page on your site really easily. And, and it's just how you track leads to, to figure out what works. So then you can double down on that advertising. And, and let, me, let me clarify there because we get this question a good amount here where they will say, well, can I, can I, can I have another, another website or an, an, I, need, I, need, I need my one website to point to my other. And what they're really referring to is they want the domain name. So they want their, their town, their niche-oriented top-level domain name pointing towards their, uh, their regular website. And then I have to explain to them how SEO works and how that's not really 
not only does it kind of hurt your SEO, but it just isn't as effective as it was maybe five, 10 years ago. Um, but if you're trying to track your offline traffic, so if you have, <clears throat> so if you're running, uh, so if you want to see, if you're running postcards to a neighborhood and you want to tell them, come here to get your home value, you might want to go neighborhoodareahomevalue.com and have that forwarded to something like mainurl.com slash home value analysis. Right. Um, so that way you can track how many of those. And if you change it by neighborhood, if you change it by postcard, now you can track those offline print offers to see who's, which one's sending you the most traffic, which, wor- which is working, which isn't. Online, it doesn't really make a difference. You don't have to have neighborhoodhomevalues.com because they're going to be clicking through. You could change the, the text. You can always have the text leading to another link. And almost anything that people click nowadays is going to have like 300 character long right. links. If you click something like an Amazon ad on Facebook, there's all sorts of tracking on the back of that. No one views that as any less professional. They're not really looking at the URL. Right, exactly. And it's all about just figuring out what works for you and what you can get started on today. And that that's really boils down to just Google Analytics, getting those Facebook and Google pixels up there, maybe even setting up one or two ads to, to follow those people around um, so that you can see in your analytics that they're coming back to the site, that they're looking around um, and what they're doing there. So that's, that's really like growing your, your visitor analytics. We'll get more in depth of like what to do with your lead analytics next week in the second part of the series. But well, the other thing I wanted to throw in there too was if you're completely overwhelmed by all of that, to, to, if you get back to the goal and, and back to the, the – the, if you focus on what you're actually trying to achieve, whether or not you really are using Google Analytics or Facebook Pixels to its full um, like effectiveness, it's like you just need to kind of start tracking where, the, where, the, where your source of traffic is coming from. And there are things that Google Analytics might not – cover might not tell you when you have those extra signs those extra touches going on and that's why i remind people you know what look at what kind of form they filled out if they filled out a home value analysis then you know they're probably coming in through through a seller seller lead or or an, or an insta farm page or something like that um look at the type of lead that they are right. and then also you know ask them so yeah. <laughs> we're we're big on on generating leads, and then people get so focused on the marketing automation. I'm like, well, if you have a good lead, then you're going to qualify them on the phone anyway. Just make sure you know you're probably going to ask them when do you want to move, like what are you looking to do, what's your price range, how did you hear about us, or you know that's just something, and that's something that we're used used to. It doesn't even have to be highly technical, and then you can start getting some data, seeing what's working, and then focusing on what's working, and. Uh, you know, I know we haven't really talked about this much, but one kind of philosophy that I've always kind of held when it comes to advertising and marketing is that your goal is really to spend as much money as possible in advertising to, to grow your profit. Like the idea is how can I spend the most money as possible on advertising? Because for, if for every, for all the money that you're spending, you know, because that means you're bringing in a return. How can I bring in such a good return that I can double down and see even better? Yeah, it's like the Amazon method. I mean, they they have. Do they? I mean, I, I haven't checked lately, but do they even make a profit yet? Like all the, all they, Amazon does <laughs> is reinvest the money because the longer you leave the money in there, the better it gets. Like the more you can invest. Like maybe you just sold a house and you got six thousand dollars. 
spend that money on Facebook and figure out how to make that generate leads. You might blow $500. I mean, easier. We, we like, <laughs> like you just need to almost waste money to learn how to do it. Right. Right. You, right. And if you're so scared of losing like thousands and thousands of dollars, you're really looking at it the wrong way. It's not about like optimizing um, for, for like, having the cheapest budget for the maximum results like that's that's ideally what we want to be but you want to always sort of be fine that any optimization you find you should just like throw that ad money at something else and yeah that, that's where the real advantage is the most successful businesses in the world they're not looking to save money on advertising or just decrease their marketing expenses they're always looking for more profitable ways to spend even more um, with the emphasis on profitable. Once your ad dollars are profitable, then you, then you want to spend as much as possible. If I was selling you $5 bills for $1, how many would you buy? And you would say as much as much as possible, yeah. especially if you can double down and let it ride you know, in a you sense, you just gotta keep finding like those other five dollar pills out there, right? You can't just like go back to the one that worked, um, you know, five years ago. You've got to always make make a new Facebook ad, make make five new Facebook ads, see which one works the best, put money in there, and then make five more, and always be increasing the budget um, with your with your income. Otherwise, you're you're gonna fall behind. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. All right, guys. Well, I hope that helps get you going, generating leads for your real estate business. Um, now, next week, we're going to cover the second part of this, tracking leads for lead nurturing. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited. You know, next week should be a pretty, pretty good show. And we're going to be talking about some of the ways that we can nurture leads after tracking them. And we might have a surprise yeah we could i mean the way things are looking we'll have a new mystery app to to talk about too that's coming out on lead sites so so get ready for that it's gonna yeah. kind the of much, industry changing you know the much anticipated <laughs> mystery yeah i mean it's it's, it's gonna, which even though we've released two apps since <laughs> we first announced we always was, have a mystery <laughs> app coming out on lead sites but this is sure. this is one of this is the first the, the the mystery app we've been waiting for for so long so <laughs> yeah, it'll do some so, big stuff Definitely. All right, guys. So for more content like this, check out the blog at easyagentpro.com. And if you haven't already, schedule a call to get your very own lead generating website from Easy Agent Pro. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to In The Lead. If you've enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content like this, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com.